0: Fans.
1: Welcome to Markin' Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 673. Can you believe it is the end of the year? That is right. 2023 is coming to an end. And that being said, there is a huge sale taking place right now. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Out, where you can save, buy a t-shirt, and so much more to get over there. Brandon, what's the discount code? NY2024. There you go. Use that code. Go get this shirt. Go get anything else over there. Go support your favorite wrestler. But, that being said, make sure that you check out MarkinOut.com. Listen to MarkinOut wherever you are finding your podcast. Make sure that you give us a five-star rating. Give us a review as well. But, make sure you... Head on over to Instagram, MarkingOut11, on Twitter, at MarkingOut, on Twitch, on TikTok, and wherever else you may be on social media platforms, search MarkingOut, you will find us. I am one of your hosts, Dave, the Rave, and you can check me out at David, P-T-D-P-T. And then... Make sure that you follow Chris at ChrisSweendog on Twitter, cmsweenie 85 on Instagram, and also check out Brandon at BTTG161. But that being said, I am here. Join, besides, not besides, but I'm with Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always.
0: How about yourself? Doing amazing. How was your week? It was okay. It was Christmas, so uh, got a little panicky because normally all the Chinese restaurants here, for some reason, are all closed on Mondays. But uh, they were all open, so I was able to get Chinese food
1: on Christmas. Well, that's yeah, we ended up getting Chinese food. You know, I got some sesame seed chicken, some chow fun. I don't think people say sesame seed chicken. Why, what do you say? It's sesame chicken. I say sesame seed chicken. Who says sesame chicken? It's literally on every menu ever is sesame chicken. (laughs) I don't know. I always say sesame seed chicken. Nah, nah. I don't know. But I know know. you did
0: more than just get Chinese food this week. Oh,
1: yeah? Help me out here. Yeah. Did you not go to a hockey game? Yes, yes. I uh, did go to Madison Square Garden to see... The best hockey team play in the best place to see a hockey game. I saw the New York Rangers play in MSG with one of my good friends, one of my Oneonta wrestling, Oneonta State Wrestling, teammates uh, Dave, and unfortunately, they came out hot, won nothing, and then they crumbled. It was awful. You know it was actually really weird because during one period after they let up like the second goal or third goal. I have never heard Madison Square Garden with such a lull. It was so quiet that it was eerie. And that was just a sign of things to come as the Rangers ended up losing. Um, But after that, me and my friend were going to figure out what we wanted to go for food. And we thought about Joe's Pizza. There was a line, but I did want to go to Bryant Park. Uh, one of my goals by the end of the year was to go to Bryant Park to see the Christmas um, extravaganza that they have put on over there. Um, and so we went on over there. It was really nice. I ended up having like a sandwich, uh, prosciutto, and some cheese, and oil and vinegar and stuff like that on a sandwich. I forgot the gimmick's name, but sounds like a <laughs> it sounds like an Italian hoagie. Yeah, the the skating ring was really good. Um it was really special. It was I I'm always fascinated by things that pop up like that in New York City where you have so much taking place and then in this little area there's a park with ice skating taking place. Um it was very festive minus the snow and I got lucky. I got to my train at 11:49. And my train was supposed to be at eleven forty-five, I think, and it left at eleven fifty. So, like, I just like I just made it. But yeah, mean that was really for the cool. Snow? There was no snow.
0: Oh yeah, that's a like, good. Except thing.
1: that there was no snow, so it wasn't really Christmas festive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I I loved it. I appreciate my friend Dave. Uh, invited me to the game, coming up with the idea to go to the game together. He was up from Florida, um, and it was really awesome. It was really a great time. But yeah. It's funny, when, then, when
0: you texted me you were at the game, I thought it was
1: at UBS Arena against the Islanders. No, no, not there, not there. Yeah, so it was really cool. Aside from that, everything else was good? Yeah, everything else was good. Everything else was good. Or in addition to that, I should say. In addition to that? No, but I mean, spoiler alert.
0: The the answer is yes. In addition to that, yes, everything was good.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. In addition to that, everything was good. (laughs) Um, In addition to that, this upcoming week is going to be really special because me, Chris, Sal, and Peter are going to be heading to AEW World's End. He can place at Nassau Coliseum. Um... And that's just going to be so much fun. I mean, when we, when was the last wrestling event at Nassau Coliseum? Uh, last year, I think. Was I it? Think, oh, yeah. Yeah. They did do... WWE was there, right? Yeah, they did a SmackDown. Uh, not live. Was it live? SmackDown
0: was May 2022. It was TV, right? Yeah, and then before that it was a raw in 2019, a raw in 2019, a raw in 2018, 17, and then 15, 13, I can keep going. Huh. Okay. Alright. Yeah. But uh yeah, outside of that we have some 2023 uh not not predictions yet, but our picks of things for the year, I guess you'd say. I don't yeah. want to say marquee awards, because those, uh, those have but, not been done in quite some time. Those have
1: uh, fizzled out.
0: But we but. have categories. We have male of the year, female of the year, tag team of the year, match of the year, mark out, moment of the year. Yeah. Obviously, that's uh, the, the standard stuff. So, should we uh. get into that now?
1: Yeah, sure. Let's start with... Uh... You want to start with the match of the year? Match of the year for me is mercedes Monet
0: versus Kyrie Sane from Battle in the Valley. Really? There's other matches that are like super up there, like Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn from the Elimination Chamber, or Gunter Drew McIntyre and Sheamus at WrestleMania. Obviously, Cody and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania as well. And then uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest at Backlash was just like such a wild match that I could have maybe put that in the top three. Not to say that any of this was in specific order, Mm -hmm. but I could maybe see that being like a top three match of the year. And then also Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. from WrestleDream I thought was really, really good.
1: All solid choices. I... I selected, uh, I tried to pick out my favorite one, and one that I really did love was Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus versus Gunther at, for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 39. Yeah. I thought that match was just, it was incredible. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I love the matches of Gunther and Gunther, Gunther uh, and Sheamus, and then the uh, addition of McIntyre was just really a fun hard-hitting matchup so that was my favorite
0: tag team of the year was like really kind of difficult dare I say that there was slim pickings I don't know if there were slim pickings but a a lot of people I know were saying FTR and it was definitely a team that I thought would walk out of 2023 as tag team of the year for me at least but they fizzled out so much that I would not feel right putting them in that category. But I have, I think, so I have the Usos, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. And I think for me, the
1: actual tag team of the year would be the Judgment Day. That's funny you say that. I I was trying to figure out some things too. And I was trying to work through the tag teams. I mean, a lot of people were saying FTR. Um, I personally can't select them because I don't watch enough AEW and I haven't seen enough of their matches to select them. Another option would be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, um, especially with everything that they had storyline-wise. But I agree with you. My selection is actually Judgment Day as well. Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, I think that this entire thing, I think that Judgment Day... Following up with everything storyline-wise with the the Bloodline has been really special, enjoyable, a lot of fun for me. So I'm picking Judgment Day as Tag Team of the Year. For Female of the Year, uh, I
0: think the very, very clear choice is Rhea
1: Ripley. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Rhea Ripley... It's hard to, I mean, don't get me wrong, there were a lot of great female wrestlers over the last year. EO um, Sky's up there.
0: and yeah. I think Tiffany Stratton's up there as well. and Julia Hart, oh. the, the complete like change that Julia Hart went through and and how much more time she's been been on television and how much she's improved, I
1: think definitely puts her up in that category. I know I know we didn't pick breakout wrestler of the year, but if we were to select breakout wrestler of the year, I think LA for me, Knight it may <laughs> I'm sorry. LA Knight. Well that's the thing. It's hard sometimes I feel like LA Knight was already broken out. You know, but I definitely see LA Knight as break out further. But somebody who broke out, definitely Julie Hart. Um and some could also make an argument for Dominic Mysterio, you know. So when I think breakout, I think of more so wrestler that has gone from really just a big, big change. Which don't get me wrong, yeah, LA I Knight mean, has.
0: There were there were people. We just hit like the one year mark, I think, where Dominic was arrested at at Christmas or whatever.
1: I didn't even. Oh, yeah.
0: And I believe when that happened, people weren't like 100% sold on that. And now I feel like Dominic's gone through, gone through that transition to that.
1: It's just like... Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to... I could definitely see LA Knight and Julia Hart being disputed for breakout wrestlers. But if you want Dominic to be on his own, 100%, I think he's definitely like the heel of the year.
0: Now, for, for male of the year... I think there's an argument, not to say that Dominic is, but I think there's a very
1: serious argument for Dominic to be up there. You know what? It's funny you say that because when I was looking at the wrestlers, i you can definitely make that argument. I mean, Dominic Mysterio, Dirty Dom with everything that he's done, and he's been the iron horse of WWE. He has had, I believe, the most matches in WWE in the year of 2023. Yeah. With well over like 110 or something. And I know a lot of people will say uh, Will Ospreay
0: is up there. I know that Brian Danielson could be up there as well. Mm hmm. Seth Rollins is up there for me as well. I think ultimately the person who I've enjoyed, and also Cody Rhodes, but the person that I've enjoyed the absolute most watching this past year and the matches that we've gotten the matches that I was surprised that we were even getting was Gunter
1: yeah he could definitely um be up there too you know
0: for me it's Gunter I don't know who it is
1: for you but that's who I'm picking yeah for so for male of the year I am actually going to go with it was tough I really wanted to so I really wanted to go with Roman Reigns because, but not because really the wrestling aspect, because all of his matches I've been, I've been really entertained by the bloodline, the storyline, everything has centered around Roman Reigns. And it has been so much fun for me as a fan where I would have set uh, Friday nights where I'm like, I really want to tune into SmackDown to see what's going to happen with Roman Reigns right now. Right. But when you take into wrestling matches and stuff, he's only had 11 matches this year. So it's <laughs> That's crazy. Like, so it's tough yeah, so it's tough from to pick Roman Reigns as your male wrestler of the year. But I'm going to pick another workhorse in the WWE, somebody who really had a huge transition, incredible matches, uh speaks to the crowd and the crowd speaks to him and they even sing to him now. I'm going with Seth Rollins. Okay. I think Seth Rollins is definitely up there. I mean, he's all he, like Dirty Dom. He's had over 100 matches. Uh, right, this yeah. Year, you know, and everything that he's doing with CM Punk right now, he's he's true. He is WWE. He is the person that has carried them for a long time. So, those are our picks for
0: competitors of the year, I guess. Uh we we did predictions at the end of last year, the very last well, episode. Do we what about
1: Mark out moment of the year. Oh, oh, God. I completely forgot. Mark out <laughs> moment of the year. Right? I mean, I, I can't I believe how I spaced on that. Big important ones for us to do right now.
0: <laughs> I think way, way back in January, one of the biggest things I think was Nakamura going to pro wrestling Noah. But oh, his, yeah, I totally forgot about that. His entrance. For that event mm-hmm. at the new year 2023 I definitely marked out for that I can't pick like just one mark out moment like overall because uh. Carlito and Savio right, so hit Vega hit me with a few and I'll hit
1: hit me with a yeah. few I'll hit you with a few Carlito I got
0: and Savio Vega showing up to help Bad Bunny at Backlash was like all I wanted
1: uh, that I mean I think that both of us may have screwed up even because none of us mentioned Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest for a match of the year Kennedy did oh you did i didn't even hear yeah. you i i i could definitely um put that up there i thought that that i popped so so much for that match
0: <laughs> didn't i was that not the match i said that it would be like a top three for me
1: i didn't hear i think that's what it was but uh
0: gunter surpassing honky talk man's record for the intercontinental championship is up there
1: yeah maybe uh unblock us honky I don't think so
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh and non wrestling related, but also it turned out to kinda of be wrestling related. I think for me personally was meeting Cassidy Pope and having her do a bumper for the show. I think yeah. that was probably the coolest thing that I did this year, and then her allowing us to play her song on the show, I thought was really dope too, so overall, I think that was a yeah. big markout moment for me, but.
1: How about yourself? I think yourself? for me, yeah, mark-out moments. I have CM Punk returning to the WWE. Of that course. was definitely a mark-out moment for me. Um, let's not forget The Rock returning to SmackDown. Yeah, that was a big
0: moment too. With Pat McAfee.
1: Yeah, yeah. I definitely marked out over that. Um, I definitely support all of the ones that you said. And something that I marked out big time over, if we want to get very specific with spot wise is every single spot that took place between Logan Paul and Ricochet. You know, I think that with, Logan if we want to get be, very,
0: if we want to get very
1: specific, here's a broad thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a, here's potentially 10 spots. <laughs> I mean, talk another newcomer award, Logan Paul, you know, uh, it's more so last year though. Yeah. True, true. which
0: that's still absolutely bizarre that he didn't win
1: uh rookie of the v- the rookie of the year last year. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So, but and then I mean Edge AEW, everything going on with Edge and Christian, you know, that entire storyline totally marking out over. Um marking I, out I, over I, everything Swerve Strickland's doing too. Coming from NXT to going over to AEW and creating such a name for himself. I, I actually mark out for his entrances now when that theme song hits. Do you do the dance? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you better prepare to do it. I want a TikTok at the
0: Coliseum. Are you doing the dance?
1: I think we may have to. At the, we'll do the dance uh, at NASA Coliseum. So, uh, as I was saying before, we did
0: predictions at the end of last year's episode of 2023. So, uh, as far as who we picked, our, our thoughts of who would end 2023 as AEW champion. I'll start with Dave, because you were way off, I think. <laughs> right now, we, we can't say like 100% this is who's ending the, the, the year. Or this is who's not ending the year, but Wardlow,
1: you picked. Oh man, was I way off with that one, Chris? Unfortunately, picked,
0: Chris picked Adam Cole,
1: and unfortunately, so he's not he's...
0: super far off. But we don't know. Maybe something happens at the end of World's End where it's like, I boom,
1: he, I'm champion. He can definitely, he can definitely be uh, the devil, and then we have. Me, who chose
0: Maxwell Jacob Friedman. MJF.
1: Solid pick.
0: As far as AEW Women's Champion goes, you chose Mercedes Monet. We had one appearance of her in AEW this year. Was at uh, all in? Just sitting in the crowd? My
1: my predictions are all (laughs) over the
0: place. Chris... (laughs) Chris had Chris Statlander, who was not completely far off. No, that, that's a solid one. I chose Soraya, also not completely far off. No. But neither are correct. And then for the Universal Champion and WWE Champion, we kind of split them up, but... Chris and I chose Roman Reigns, so we are correct on that. Dave, you chose Cody Rhodes. If only we knew. Damn. (laughs) And if only we knew for WWE Champion, I chose Cody Rhodes. Chris chose Roman, so he was right on both of those. And then you chose Cody Rhodes as WWE Champion. Man,
1: if only...
0: For the Raw and SmackDown women's champions, I had Bayley and Shotzi Blackheart being champions on Raw and SmackDown, which is really funny because now they're both on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, you had Asuka for both.
1: Hmm. I guess I was off with that.
0: She's adjacent to Io Sky, at least.
1: Yeah, I'm getting closer with my predictions.
0: Chris chose Bianca Belair and Chelsea Green. Chelsea uh, did just hold gold, but it was not a women's championship. Maybe in twenty twenty four, we can only hope. And then our predictions for the Royal Rumble. I chose, actually, Chris. I guess agreed with me. He didn't. I don't think he really gave us a prediction, but he agreed with me. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes and Bailey. So I was okay. right with Cody. You.
1: <laughs> you chose I'm, I'm every say time chose, I hear you laughing I'm like what the hell did I say
0: you chose Charlotte Flair not a terrible choice do you want to guess who you chose for the med I want to see if you somehow it? come up for the, the Royal Rumble this past year oh man Brock Lesnar actually that's close to your choice <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I think that's eh, that's not so close because Brock was actually somewhat active, but The Rock you chose.
1: Oh, yeah, because they had all the... <laughs> the yeah
0: teasing with Roman Reigns.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had all of the teasing going on. So,
0: now I guess we move over to end-of-the-year predictions for 2024. Ooh. Which, I... I don't know how World's End is going, but I find it very difficult that if Samoa Joe doesn't win on Sunday, Saturday, mm-hmm. I think that makes him look bad. Yeah. I don't necessarily think Samoa Joe will hold the championship the full, like December is a huge ask, especially since MJF just surpassed Kenny Omega as longest champion in AEW. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm still gonna say Samoa Joe, and I feel like that's a hundred percent incorrect.
1: So you're so the prediction for Samoa Joe is for 2020 AEW champion 2024.
0: We're here this same
1: time next year. Hmm. I am actually going to go with Adam Cole, baby. I thought you were about to say Adam Copeland. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> No, I'm going to go with Adam Cole. <laughs>
0: uh, For the AEW Women's Championship, I am choosing Hikaru Shida. I feel like she gets bounced around a lot, unfortunately, especially with that title. I would like to see a, a, a very solid run from Hikaru Shida. Mm-hmm. So hopefully somehow she regains that title next year and, and becomes champion. By the end of the year, at least holding it. Hey, I'll go with your pick. I agree. Uh, And then for the World Heavyweight Championship, do you want to go first?
1: Uh, For the World Heavyweight Championship, I'm going to go with Gunther. Gunther, God damn. (laughs) (laughs) I have that as well. Wow. Well, Well, Brandon, if I go down, I'm taking you down with me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think it's very, um, very likely that he that he loses the championship at WrestleMania, maybe. Uh-huh. And we see him come December, whatever time between April and December, I feel like he can be that world heavyweight champion.
1: Yeah. I could I could see that, you know. I think that he's elevated he's elevated himself so much, and I think he's the dominant force right now.
0: I feel like WWE Champion is a no-brainer that will also have the Ooh. same.
1: On the count of three, do we say it? <laughs> I think we can just
0: say one word instead of his name. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I don't know. Okay, let's give it a shot. Okay. Cody. Well, I, I we were going to do one word. I was going to do the Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. But yeah, I also chose
1: Cody Rhodes for that as well. Dude, are you I sh- think he Brandon, has to before win. we stop recording, I'm giving you a shot. You just chose both of my picks. Are you sure about this? <laughs> my picks are my
0: picks. I think they're pretty good. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'd be shocked if we line up on these, these next champions. Okay. Raw and SmackDown
1: Women's Champion. Now, hold on. Can we still have Roman Reigns as Universal Champion? it's it's there's not gonna split it to three titles I mean it can technically though no. I don't think they will because if they do split I did put down end not of the year. there's no if way we're gonna split, have three champions though I would say universal Roman reigns i I don't
0: know i don't I don't I see he, how that would even happen where it splits? Because are you saying that he continues to then maybe beat Hulk Hogan's reign? Exactly.
1: So that's my logic behind it. But how does Cody get the WWE championship? So that's where Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns can Fandango something where they signed the contract and everything, but in the fine print, Cody Rhodes signed a contract for the WWE championship. He never included the universal championship in this contract for the match. So, Cody Rhodes won the WWE Championship, but due to that hidden fine print, Roman Reigns is still the Universal Champion, leading him to break the record, while Cody Rhodes still gets his moment. That would be... I I don't... I... mm. It could it could
0: happen. No, because then where does Roman go? Like, you can't have three champions. That diminishes so, Seth
1: Rollins or whoever's the World Heavyweight Champion. So that's the thing, too, because Roman Reigns is, I mean, he's had 11 matches. So I don't think it really does. I don't think it interrupts too much if you have the WWE and World Heavyweight as active as, I mean, both of those wrestlers are workhorses. Right, yeah. So I don't think it's going to diminish too much of a value. I think that's a stretch.
0: I'll leave Universal in there. I, I don't, I mean, I guess I would say Roman as well, but I feel like that's a huge, huge stretch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: As for Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion, I am going to say Becky Lynch for Monday Night Raw and Bayley
1: for SmackDown. Okay. So I am going to go with Bayley for Smackdown and I'm going to go with Becky Lynch for Monday Night Raw as well Uh,
0: well, okay
1: Okay. maybe we'll agree everything I mean
0: Royal Rumble I feel like well I don't know maybe you'll be up in the air with this one yeah this one we're totally
1: far off (laughs) I don't unless you're picking CM Punk you're picking CM Punk or what so for my pick for the men I'm picking Cody yeah me too (laughs) <laughs> all right now we're gonna okay now david's gonna go totally far left though for the women's i'm choosing sasha banks and that that's not even far off from my pick i'm i've
0: i've given bailey that championship so i'm choosing bailey i chose bailey last year too i was okay. wrong all right
1: solid picks
0: so solid picks hopefully i'm not wrong yeah but those are our predictions for twenty
1: twenty four.
0: Yeah. Gonna move over to Monday Night Raw. It was uh was just the best of this week, so we're not gonna move to Monday Night Raw, we're just gonna move over to NXT. We saw OTM pick up the victory over Chase U in an all or nothing match in which the crowd was somehow split. I feel like we have not seen OTM enough for the, cra- the crowd to have been that
1: split. Yeah, I thought that it was definitely weird to see a split, especially because Chase Yu is such a fan favorite.
0: And, and then Andre Chase thought he had the match won, but OTM shut it down, and Duke Hudson got knocked off the apron, and now OTM have a tag title shot against the family, and I still don't really know, I guess... Chase, you called in a, a favor to the family, and now they're more in debt, it seems. hmm So I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully 2024 is looking up for, for Andre Chase because uh, he lost that for the, the team.
1: Backstage, yeah, we had see. Trick. Mm-hmm. Go on. No, no, no. I was going to transfer over. Backstage,
0: we had Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes talking about Ilya Dragunov being in rough shape after that awful ending from last week. And uh, Trick said that he might have to push the match back because he wants to face Ilya Dragunov at 100%. And then Carmelo Hayes said, no, take your shot regardless. So... I feel like we're saying this every week. I still feel like Melo is the person that attacked Trick, and I feel like he's going to screw Trick out of that, out of that
1: championship. I keep on going back and forth. Where on the other hand, I do th- no matter what, I think Melo is the culprit. But I was thinking about it. What happens if he hel- he helps Trick win the championship, but through cheating, and Trick does not like this. And Melo's like, no, we did it. Like this is ours. And he's like, No, this is mine. And then it leads to potentially a match with them, or Trick gives Dragonov a rematch, a clean rematch without Melo, and then Melo gets involved. Would be
0: interesting, but I would need I, I I feel like those matches would be too far apart um to not find out. Like we need to find out, in my opinion, Either next week or the week after that, I think really much so like next week, we need to find out that it was it was Carmella
1: who attacked Trick. I mean, let's also face it: this is December, Royal Rumbles around the corner. Melo's already been on the main roster; he was just on SmackDown in that tournament. He could Melo could easily be in the Royal Rumble and then, or appear on Monday Night Raw the next day or SmackDown the next uh, the the one after Royal Rumble and. That's it. He's on the main roster. But next up, you had the Heritage I, Cup on the line as Noam Dar defeated Josh Briggs. It was by disqualification, but I I was such a fan of this match. Everything with the metaphor is so enjoyable. I like that they played this with like Briggs being
0: strong and Noam Dar being fast. Yeah. And I like that Josh Briggs had opportunities to cheat but didn't when he could have in mm-hmm. like the very first round after round one everything else is like up in the air kind of but he had no dar in a powerbomb and put him down he could have completed the powerbomb but because the time ran out he had to put him put him down and He did get the first fall in round two round three was mostly commercial where they brawled outside of the ring. Um, and then we saw lash legend hit Briggs with a bucket behind the referee's back. And then Josh Briggs used that bucket in front of the referee to cause that disqualification. So Briggs basically lost the match for himself. And then one of the saddest things, for me at least happened later on with Josh Briggs because Brooks Jensen spoke to Briggs and he spoke to Fallon Henley together. And he said like, you know, you clearly want to be a singles competitor. And he spoke to Fallon Henley. He's like, you, you also have to go spread your wings. And then they agreed to go their separate ways.
1: And I was, I saw (laughs) the writing on the wall But what I didn't see on the wall was it being so clean. I need to wonder.
0: They agreed to to split and go their separate ways. There was a a taping of NXT recently. Like a, uh, I think it was a a live, not a live event, a dark match from a, a TV taping. And Brooks Jensen used separate ways from journey as his theme song that's awesome i wonder if they're gonna just use that i don't know but hopefully they all succeed on their own and and we see big things from all three of them next year yeah but, but that I think was we will. that was very for me that was very sad i was a big fan of this group yeah I've, I used to watch, obviously, NXT UK. They were NXT UK tag team champions together, and it didn't quite make sense as to why they were over there, but when they were champions, they were, they were champions I was watching.
1: So. Yeah. Well, next up you had Cora Jade pick up the victory over Carmen Petrovic. Um, Cora Jade has been such a phenomenal wrestler. So I'm really happy to see this uh, mean streak of mean streak of her continue.
0: Yeah, and this wasn't surprising. Petrovich, I think, had a very good showing in this. But Cora Jade tried to attack Carmen after the match, and Gigi Dolan went and made the save. So we're 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 going to be seeing Cora Jade and, and Gigi Dolan. After that, Riley Osborne picked up the victory over Lexus King to advance in the breakout tournament. Which, I guess I'm kind of surprised to see Lexus King go, but Trey Bearhill, who Lexus
1: King took out, caused the distraction, and that led to that. I was totally surprised. I mean, I think both of us kind of saw Lexus King going all the way. So for him to lose... By a distraction, I did not see that coming. And it seems like WWE is really f- behind Riley Osborne. Not a full distraction, but pretty Enough, much a distraction. Yeah.
0: And I like that yeah. we saw JC Jane and-, and Thea Hale in the crowd cheering for Riley Osborne. But mm-hmm. Lexus King did a, uh, a straight jacket backstabber in this, which I liked. And I would prefer for that to be his finisher over what he actually uses. Mm hmm. But after the match, uh, Trey Bearhill and Lexus King went at it and King escaped. After that, we saw Braun Breaker pick up the victory over Nathan Fraser, which stemmed from a backstage segment where Nathan Fraser and Axiom were talking. And Braun Breaker walked in and heard what Nathan Fraser was saying. And I thought that was a a hilarious segment because after Braun sets up the match, Nathan Fraser was like, bro, you could have warned me. And Axiom was like, I was winking at you. <laughs> I thought that was so funny because obviously, I mean, if you don't know Axiom, he wears a mask, so. Yeah, he's, got, that he's got a funny. mask on. This match though, it went uh, much longer than I thought it was going to. Yeah. I think the, the main thing to mention here was that Baron Corbin was watching, so we're not, I don't think we're done fully with Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker.
1: No. And I'm happy that we're not done with him because, I mean, I'm a big fan of Baron Corbin. I mean, for some reason, it's just not sticking at times, but I am a big fan, so I'm glad that he's back. He's still in the mix, I should say. Right.
0: After that, we had a sit-down with Lyra Valkyria and Blair Davenport, which was to hype up their match next week. Blair Davenport basically said that the reason why that they've never wrestled was because Valkyria was always injured. And Lyra clapped back and said it's it was only until she became champion that you started to care about me. So I don't, I mean, anything could happen. I don't know if I see Blair Davenport walking out as champion. I kind of can. There's been like a lot of start and stop with Blair Davenport to the point where I feel like maybe she actually will, because I'm Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. I mean, obviously with injuries and everything, but, yeah. I am kind of surprised that
1: she hasn't been champion yet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and she's a, a world known wrestler who is very developed. Yeah. So, but next up, you had Oba Femi pick of the victory over Tavian Heights to advance in the breakout tournament. Oba Femi is a beast.
0: Um, I'm. This match, yeah. though, I thought was mid. I have higher hopes for the finals.
1: And I think with Lexus King out of the the tournament, it has to be Obafemi. I definitely think Obafemi is taking it home. You know, I I think think it's going to be Obafemi. I think Heights
0: needs more development. Okay. I can see that. After that, we saw Joe Gacy pick up the victory over Joe Coffey. Joe Gacy's entrance was literally him coming out from the crowd during Gallus' entrance. But Gallus tried to get involved here, or at least I think it looked like they were about to, obviously. And Hank and Tank ran down to brawl with them to the back. And and, uh, Joe Gacy pretty much won right after that. Coffee almost won, and and Joe Gacy ducked the finisher and hit his own finisher to pick up that victory. Uh, to me, this match didn't do all that much. We need to um, see a lot more yeah. with with Joe Gacy. I know there it's like a super slow build right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, it is a sl- very slow ba- uh, build.
0: After that, we had a backstage segment with the No Quarter Catch crew where they laid out a challenge to Dragon Lee and the, end of, uh, the LWO. Dempsey, by the way, was announced by William Regal that he'll be going to All Japan Pro Wrestling to compete for the Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship there, which I was not expecting a partnership between All Japan and NXT. Fast forward, you see the LWO and Dragon Lee accept that challenge for next week. I think the bigger part of that segment was Lola Vice and Electra Lopez showing up. Because Lopez was beyond friendly with the LWO. Mm -hmm. That alone was surprising because they literally left her in NXT. And we have not heard anything in regards to her and and Legato or LWO until that moment. So it was cool to see that reunion, but Electra Lopez wanted to introduce Lola Vice to them. Lola Vice was not having it at all. To the point where I'm wondering if they're going to split her and 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 Lopez up. Hmm. Lola Vice, I think she still has that that breakout tournament contract. So she has a title shot sometime. Yeah. 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 And then the main event of NXT saw Eddie Thorpe pick up the victory over Dijak in an NXT underground match. Um, I liked the other underground match that was on NXT more between Eddie Thorpe and Damon Kemp.
1: I, I, I don't know. I was a big fan of this one. Maybe because I just, I'm a big fan of Dijak as well. I like this one as um, well,
0: but I think the other one... I don't know, just had more to it. This one was like ridiculously crazy though. Like they, they eventually went to the outside of the ring. Dijak started throwing hands with random people. We saw Eddie Thorpe choke Dijak out when uh, Dijak climbed up on the steps to put Eddie Thorpe through the commentary table. And then yeah, once that wasn't working,
1: Eddie Thorpe DDT'd him through it. And I thought that was a great spot. Yeah, I even like the spot where a Thorpe rocked Dijak with that headbutt when he was on the ground. And he just net rocked him with that headbutt on his way going back up. Um, that elbow drop off the apron was dope, too. That was cool, too. You know, there were so many spots where I was just like, damn. Or, like, there were spots where I think Thorpe got thrown off of the ring to the outside, and I'm like, that just looks like a tough, tough bump. Yeah.
0: Yeah, But uh, the referee pretty much called it after that DDT And Eddie Thorpe won um, yeah. And then Earlier in the night we saw Ava Interviewed about Ilya Dragunov And she said that she doesn't know a medical Update with him But he's on his way to NXT And then it closes out with Dragunov and Trick Having a sit down Somewhere backstage It was like a pre-taped segment To sign a contract Ilya showed up in that that neck brace Trick signed the contract, and he said that if Ilya needs more time, they can push the match back. And Dragunov rips off that neck brace and said, no one can stop him. And signs that contract. So next week we have that that title on the line. I still feel like
1: Melo's costing him that title. Him as in Trick. Trick. I don't know. I want to see the other way around. I don't want to see... I feel like Melo costing him the match... It's too pr- predictable, kind of. Because you're you're anticipating Melo costing him the match. Unless... Unless
0: it's like... Trick wins. Ilya ends up on the main roster and he's the one that dethrones Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship.
1: Hmm. But I don't know... I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to find out.
0: But that's NXT. There's no SmackDown this week for the holidays. It was the best of. So I'll be right back here on Markin' Out.
1: Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, and you're listening to Markin' Out.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Markin' Out episode 673. Moving over to AEW Rampage from last week. It opened up with Orange Cassidy picking up the victory over Rocky Romero to retain the championship. Um, I thought this was a decent match. Not all of it was smooth. But Orange Cassidy hit the orange punch and the beach break to pick up the victory. And they all hugged afterwards. That stemmed from a backstage segment where Rocky Romero was talking about losing the championship in Mexico. And Orange Cassidy was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. You want to challenge. That's what they're they've, they're running with as far as Orange Cassidy goes. After that, we saw the Kingdom pick up the victory over the Hardys. Uh, I think it's always nice to see the Hardy boys. But it seems like their time in AEW has come to an end. And I don't mean that as in they're leaving AEW. I mean that as them being like pushed on TV and any shot of them being tag team champions again. But everything given that's going on with the kingdom, they needed this victory big time, and they controlled the majority of the match. I liked Matt Hardy doing those like delete head smashes onto the steel steps. He did them in the the turnbuckles as well, but I liked that he did them on the steps outside the ring. Matt Taven basically stole the victory though. After that, Sky Blue picked up the victory over Queen Aminata. Decent match. uh, A lot of fast-paced action. And this was uh, Aminata's first match back since her injury. But I liked Sky Blue's reversal that she did on the apron that ended with like a face smash on it. I thought that was nice. She also... I don't know if she debuted a new finisher or not. She ended the match with it. It was a TKO into a dragon sleeper which I think the the sleeper portion needed work, but it was a nice move. I know I've seen somebody do it before. I just can't think of who I've seen do that. Um, but she didn't use that on Dynamite, so I don't know if it's necessarily a new finisher or what, but the match, it was a quicker match. I enjoyed this the most outside of the main event. And the main event, we saw Vikingo pick up the victory over Black Tarus to retain. I think, first of all, it's awesome that... Black Taurus worked the Ring of Honor pay-per-view the other week. And I think it's awesome that he was on Rampage. And if you've never seen Black Taurus or Vikingo, this was like the perfect spotlight match for you to see of both of them. And also that Gorilla Press Slam or whatever it was from the top rope was fantastic. From uh, from Taurus great main event. Moving over to AEW Collision, Brian Danielson and Claudio went to a draw in the Continental Classic. Brian goes on to the finals. From one great match on Rampage to this, I thought this was another great match. Completely different styles, but both were were really awesome. And in this match, I think both men clearly wanted to gain points. Claudio even cheated to get the upper hand at one point. But he had Brian locked in a sharpshooter with like one minute left on the clock. And Brian was very resilient. And with only 10 seconds left, Claudio went for another move, but there was just not enough time. I don't know why he waited that long, but it sends Brian to the, the finals of the blue bracket. We saw the Acclaim pick up the victory over Top Flight and Action Andretti. To retain the, the six-man tag team championships. Definitely two teams with clashing styles, but they both worked very well together. I wish there was more officiating in this match. The only time Aubrey like attempted to do any of officiating was when she yelled at Top Flight for triple-teaming Billy Gunn. And she always like somehow finds herself in the way of a move. Very, very goofy. She kept moving in and out of the ways. It was like, just stay in one spot. I don't understand how she's always in someone's way. After that, Keith Lee picked up the victory over Brian Cage. Normally, AEW on Collision does like two meaningless squash matches. They And they didn't do that this week. And it makes this match and the previous match, I think, even more surprising because they weren't boring. They weren't squashes, and they were both good. Keith Lee and Brian Cage do moves that you really wouldn't expect to see out of someone that looks like them, and it's fun to have stuff like that. Prince Nana at one point introduced a cinder block into the match. The the referee didn't even attempt to get the cinder block out of the ring. Or or banned Prince Nana from ringside, which was the goofiest part of this match. But Keith Lee won. Cut a promo afterwards with the cinder block. I guess the cinder block was really there to set up a promo. Very goofy. But he said he's going to Dynamite to deal with Swerve. Pin in that. After that, Christian and Nick Wayne came out with Shayna Wayne. Shayna's promo, I think, makes sense, but also doesn't make sense because, like I said a few weeks ago, where was this energy when Swerve left Nick Wayne in a pool of his own blood? It doesn't make sense. And as far as this promo goes, I don't know how, even in kayfabe, do you go out there and listen to someone talk about your mom like that? But ultimately, this segment just sets up World's End. So, we had a segment with Ricky Starks and Big Bill where Chris Jericho interrupted and said that the match at World's End is still happening. He still has a contract for it. Big pin in that. Very, very big pin in that. We saw Daniel Garcia pick up the victory over Brody King to gain points in the Continental Classic. I really wish Daniel Garcia didn't win any of the matches because I think the build-up back would have been much better if he didn't win anything. But people went crazy for the victory. Now he's he's got the victory again. not No longer defeated. We saw Abaddon and Thunder Rosa pick up the victory over Julia Hart and Sky Blue. Still don't know why they're tagging outside of the turn from Sky Blue last week. Uh, Thunder Rosa showed up in a low rider from the Selena movie. I thought that was cool. And I thought the match was good. I don't think it looked like there was any ring rust on Thunder Rosa. I do think Julia looked a bit weak on that ending, but it really ties into World's End and the match that she has against Abaddon coming up. So I can't fault them for that. And then the main event of Collision saw Eddie Kingston pick up the victory over Andrade to gain points, uh, which was a a very big make-or-break match for Eddie Kingston. It's his championships in the tournament. So I'm glad that he got to advance. At the same time, I wish Andrade was in a much different position in AEW. So... But I'm, I'm fine with Eddie Kingston advancing there. Moving over to AEW Dynamite, we saw Jon Moxley pick up the victory over Swerve and Jay White to advance to the finals. Finally, Jay White's out in a match that he, in my opinion, should not have even been in. A tournament that he should not have even been in. He can't hold one of the titles. But I don't know as far as this match goes, I don't know if any of the other matches of the Continental Classic ever made it into the crowd like this did. I wish this didn't. And it it happened almost as soon as the match started. And then they started using weapons, so I just lost interest big time in that. To me, weapons is almost like outside interference. And in a perfect world, this wouldn't have been so predictable, and Swerve would have won this. But I think Mox winning ties into what I'll talk about later on. But Swerve was interviewed afterwards. Super pissed off, super fired up. And he mentions Keith Lee. He lays out the challenge for World's End and that match gets officially made. So hopefully that will be the end of Keith Lee and Swerve. Because it really should have been over in 2021. After that, Mariah May was out there getting interviewed. She announced that she's just not feeling 2023 and her debut match in AEW will happen next week on Dynamite. And then Riho showed up, chased her into the ring. Tony Storm ran down and tried to clock Riho, but Riho ducked it. Storm escaped, and then Riho jumped from the top rope onto Tony Storm and Luther. And held up the title. I don't think she's winning at world's end. I feel like she has to be Mariah May's first opponent. But I also feel like how do you have Riho lose at world's end and then go into a match with Tony uh with Mariah May and also lose? Unless the feud with Tony Storm is gonna continue and Tony costs Riho the match. After that, Don Callis had the Don Callis Family Boxing Week celebration, where Don Callis got them all paintings. And before he unveiled the last painting, Sammy Guevara returned. And he was annoyed that Don Callis hasn't spoken to him in forever. And Don had Sammy do the honors of unveiling the last painting. It was the whole Don Callis family together plus Sammy Guevara's new baby. And that pissed Sammy off. Who gave you permission to put my baby in this painting? And then he was pissed off that Don Callis didn't contact him when he was concussed. And then Don gave him an ultimatum, basically their family or his, and he obviously is not choosing the the Don Callis family at that point. He pushes Don, and the Don Callis family jumps him. And then Chris Jericho makes the save. The last time we saw Sammy Guevara was in a a feud with Chris Jericho. They hated each other. Sammy Guevara joined the Don Cows family. He turned on Chris Jericho. They literally hated each other. And here Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara end up hugging like their best friends and immediately get jumped by Ricky Starks and Big Bill. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. They'll probably end up teaming up, lay sex gods. Reunite for whatever reason. Sammy Guevara was literally just a heel. Is now a face. They'll reunite at World's End and face the tag champions. But that's not it, because they, the lights go out. Sting and Darby Allin show up. And it's somehow, even though, like I said earlier, Chris Jericho said that match for the tag team title is still happening. Now gets turned into an eight-man tag. This was an absolutely terrible, convoluted segment. Absolutely ridiculous. And that match is beyond goofy. But if I was going to world's end, I think it would be cool to see Sting wrestle, obviously. I said when they announced his retirement, if you can see Sting, go see Sting. But, uh, and also the last time Sting wrestled at the Coliseum, I think I was there. I think it was Monday Night Nitro in 2000, September 25th, 2000, I believe. I think he uh, beat Lance Storm in a match. But uh, after that, Eddie Kingston picked up the victory over Brian Danielson to advance to the finals of the Continental Classic. This was a good match. Um, It seemed like the referee didn't know the rules or commentary didn't know the rules because they had said that there's no DQs. But for some reason, the referee made Brian Danielson break a submission due to Eddie Kingston being on a rope. So that was goofy. But this was a more hard-hitting match than than the other match. Of the semifinals. I really liked the kick out from Eddie Kingston. After the first flying knees. It reminded me of mankind. I thought that was really well done. But Brian went for the knees again. Kingston hits him with that that spinning back fist. And the match kept going. He hits Brian again. Hits a powerbomb and picks up the victory. And I'm very happy that Eddie Kingston won. Like I said before two of his championship titles are on the line. And it's only fitting, I think, for him to go on to win this tournament at this point. And you had John Moxley come out afterwards and said that he hopes that he gets 100% from Eddie Kingston at World's End, but he knows that Eddie can't beat him. I think that part could have used work, but I think Eddie Kingston... Has to win this at this point. Has to. After that, there was supposed to be a big sit-down with Christian, Nick Wayne, Shayna Wayne, and Edge. Edge showed up and attacked Christian. And they brawled backstage, and a bunch of ROH guys and Kevin Matthews tried to break it up. And they couldn't. So that leads to their no-DQ match at World's End. After that, Sky Blue picked up the victory over Chris Statlander. Um, I don't think Sky Blue was the main focus of this match, though. It was Stokely, I think, trying to court Chris Statlander. But I liked Chris Statlander catching the Hurricane Ronda from Sky Blue when she was on the top rope. Well, from Sky Blue that she was diving off the top rope. It got a little awkward in that moment. But Julia Hart showed up and knocked Chris Statlander when she was going to the top rope. And then Sky Blue hit a very, very nice Avalanche Code Blue to pick up the victory. I think that was the best part of this match. And then Sky Blue continued the attack. Julia joined in. Willow made the save. I thought it should have been Abaddon at that point. But Abaddon came out afterwards to stare down Julia. And then in the main event of AEW Dynamite, the final AEW Dynamite of 2023, at 10 p.m. this match starts, Masked Men defeated MJF to become the new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Prior to the match, Samoa Joe was taken out backstage. MJF says, absolutely not, I'm still doing this match. He took a bit before he tried to start unmasking them, but he tried to unmask one of them outside the ring, got clocked with a pipe when the ref was looking the other way. They came from under the ring, clocked with a pipe, gets back in the ring. The referee's acting all confused as if he's like, oh, what happened? Goofy, goofy, goofy goofy selling. And then right in front of the referee, they're holding on to the ropes. Feet on the ropes, and they're holding the ropes. Garbage main event. Beyond garbage treatment of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. That has to be the worst match in Ring of Honor Championship history. And they continue the beatdown. Samoa Joe hobbles down with a chair. To make the save. And then the devil gimmick happened. And it said, it's a pleasure doing business with you. And like Seth Rollins turning on the shield, Samoa Joe cracks that chair over the back MJF. And I think this was quite possibly one of the worst endings in AEW history. The tag title match being that rushed was so bad. It fell so flat. To the point where I almost wish MJF was out on his way out of the company. But as far as who un- is under those masks. How is it not going to be the kingdom? I don't think it did what it, it needs to do for them. This needed to end a long time ago. And if it's not over at world's end, then that's a big problem. An even bigger problem, I should say. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But that was AEW Dynamite moving over to AEW Worlds and at the Nassau Coliseum. Figure we could do some predictions for this event. Uh, They did announce that there's going to be a, I think it's on the kickoff show, a 20-man battle royal for the AEW TNT Championship, a future TNT Championship match. No participants as of right now are included, so I don't even know how we could possibly pick this?
1: Yeah, it's such a tough one to predict, you know. Um yeah. It's I, tough I to predict I can't even throw out a name. On <laughs> <laughs> I'll go no, I'll go Andrade's Wardlow wrestling that night. I'll go, I go don't, Wardlow.
0: That I feel like Wardlow might be in the end of that pay-per-view. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's possible too.
0: Uh, I can't even throw out a name for that. But FTW rules match for the FTW Championship. Hook defending against Wheeler Yuta. I think it's got to be Hook.
1: Um, That's Hook across the board. I'm going Hook and so is Chris.
0: For the championship finals of the AEW Continental Classic, to crown the inaugural Triple Crown Championship, that includes the Ring of Honor World Championship, the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, and the brand new AEW Continental Championship. Eddie Kingston facing off against John Moxley. I am saying Eddie freaking Kingston.
1: Okay, same across the board. Me and Chris are choosing Eddie Kingston as well. I would have liked to see Swerve Strickland in this uh, matchup. I to would give... have liked to have seen a lot of
0: different people in this matchup. But,
1: yeah, in, but in a
0: perfect world for me, it would have been Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston.
1: For me, it would just be Swerve Strickland in there somehow. Um, but I totally... I'm not going to lie. I mean, I am going to enjoy Kingston versus Moxley because of their brawler style, you know?
0: For so. the AEW TBS Championship, Julia Hart, champion, defending the title against Abaddon, Julia Hart.
1: Across the board, Julia Hart. I still Hart. don't think enough has been
0: done with Abaddon, but I've been enjoying the fact that they have been featured
1: weekly on yeah. television, so... Um, next up, the AEW Women's World Championship. Timeless Tony Storm defending against Rio. I'm going with Tony Storm, and so is Chris. Oh. Uh, yeah, Tony Storm. All right. You might have
0: the same for everything.
1: I know, right? Well, let's go on to the eight-man tag team matchup. You got Ricky Starks, Big Bill, and the Don Callis family... Taking on Les Sex Gods, Sting and Darby Allen. I'm going to go with <laughs> Sting's never lost. You can't go with anyone else. Really? Yeah. Well, okay, I'll go with Sting's Sting. <laughs> team.
0: <laughs> were you Were you maybe gonna pick the tag champions?
1: Yeah, I still have I no idea how it. this
0: match. Like, this this is it, such a goofy setup. Also, from when I spoke about dynamite to when we're doing predictions this match already changed again yeah because Kyle Fletcher's out and and Takesh is in for some reason I don't know
1: well but all yeah. of us are going with uh, Team Sting
0: yeah <laughs> TNT championship on the line in an ODQ match Edge versus Christian I'm gonna say Edge I do no, know I can't say Edge I don't know I'm gonna say Edge Edge is barely
1: on TV but so Chris says Edge as well. I, though, I think I'm gonna go with Christian on this one. I think that we have a lot of storylines still to be built. And I think with the inclusion of like everybody by Christian's side, I think there's still more to be said. So I'm gonna go with Christian. Maybe Jungle Boy shows up there, I have no idea. I mean, like we have the entire involvement of Luchasaurus too. It's it's kill switch. Killswitch, my my apologies, <laughs> and,
0: and Nick Wayne and Shayna Wayne,
1: exactly. You know, there's Ugh. so much in there. So I'm going I wish they she- could
0: just take all that out. I, I'm hoping Gangrel shows up. I really hope. <laughs> I mean, we thought Gangrel was going to appear in AW in the past, and that didn't happen. Now both of them
1: are there, yeah. so I feel like it's a good time. Talking about things that we wanted to happen not happening. Swerf wasn't in the finals, but he is taking on Keith Lee. Uh, they've had a lot of issues over the year, um, like former, former tag cares. team years. S- I'm going Swerve. I'm saying Swerve too.
0: Yeah, it, it sucks though, because if Swerve loses, that sucks for Swerve. And if Keith Lee loses, it sucks for Keith Lee because both of them at this point right now, the way that they are being booked, both of them need wins. And that's just yeah. not going to happen. Swerve. Swerve. I, I just, Swerve It's, it's yeah. the impossible thing to book there But Swerve has taken it well, After that uh, Miro taking on Andrade uh, saying, I think something interesting to note This has nothing to do with the pay-per-view at this point But uh, CJ Perry posted a, a TikTok with Miro And all her tags were WWE related tags instead of Instead of having anything with AEW And I thought that was weird
1: that's interesting. So, I'm, I'm going to I say am Andrade. I'm going with Miro. <laughs> I'm saying Andrade. What did Chris say? Chris went with Miro as well. Mm. Unless somehow and, CJ
0: turns on Miro or something. and Or turns on Andrade.
1: Could be. But the match that everybody's talking about, we have the devil involvement, as we found out on Dynamite the other day. But... Samoa Joe challenging MJF for the AEW World Championship. Samoa Joe, he signed a deal with the devil. I'm choosing Samoa Joe to end and break MJF's heart in front of a Long Island crowd. I'm going Samoa Joe. Who are you choosing? Do you think this is it for MJF and AEW or or what? I don't think that this is necessarily it for MJF and AEW, but I do think that um I do think that Samoa Joe is going to claim victory. I think Samoa Joe is a great wrestler to bring into 2024 with all of this. I think uh, Chris that, yeah, is I, choosing Chris is choosing MJF to retain his championship. And what about you? I think it has to be Samoa Joe otherwise Joe looks like a complete idiot. All he right. worked with the
0: devil. It still makes no sense. That whole thing makes no sense, but he worked with the devil to take out MJF.
1: I mean, let's not what if MJF is still the devil somehow? I I, and Samoa Joe just doesn't know it. You it know, there's so I don't
0: know. Well, he, why would why would the devil agree to the the back
1: this the, there's so much to be taken away from it. There's so many storylines to be written. I kind of feel like the could shark be, months ago could be Adam Cole behind the mask. But I think it's very much so likely that it's Adam Cole in the kingdom minus Matt. Hardy. Yeah. But, hey, that was E.E.W. Worlds, and we cannot wait for that event. We'll talk more about that next week. Hey, Brandon, do you got any shout-outs?
0: Hey there, pal, it's me, Mickey Mouse, and you're listening to Brandon's shoutouts.
1: South Park, not suitable for, ch-
0: for children, gets the first shout-out. This one is on uh, Paramount+, Plus, and it parodies Logan Paul and Prime Energy Drink. <laughs> and they continue to push the uh, the envelope with this there's other stuff that they parody but I don't feel comfortable talking about it
1: <laughs> okay but yeah, I, I think we won't talk
0: I think uh, you should check it out my next shout out goes to Percy Jackson and the Olympians which is the show on Disney Plus episodes I believe are airing on Hulu as well it just started last week Edge will the be on re- the show as Ares he's not on it yet but that's something re- we've our known.
1: superstar looking jacked in the pics for that
0: Yeah, but I believe it's eight total episodes with the last episode coming out January 30th. So
1: maybe we'll see Edge next
0: week. I'm not sure. And then my last shout out goes to Tom Smothers of the comedy duo, the Smothers Brothers, because he unfortunately passed away this week at the age of 86. They were folk singers who became pretty much pioneers in what they did comedy wise. Because along with his, his brother Dick, they had a variety show in the 60s called the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, and it featured political satire. And they had big musical guests like George Harrison, The Who, uh, Buffalo Springfield, and, and many more guests. But they ended up in like a, a, a battle a bunch of times with the network when it came to censorship. And I think that even led to the, the end of their show, but... It was, And they also sued, I think, CBS, and they were successful in that lawsuit because of the termination. Wow. But I feel like you could say a show like this kind of paved the way for a show like Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's streaming anywhere. I know they have a YouTube channel with some clips that you could see. Um, and also, like, random episodes that are uploaded from people. Uh, and you could also find some episodes of their sitcom that came before this called the yeah, smothers brothers it show it no. wasn't wasn't as successful as the comedy hour but that one no. I, I think it was an aaron spelling show so check it out tom smothers you could uh watch some smothers brothers comedy on on youtube but those are my shout outs now it's time for our hour right our mark out moment of the week I think uh, since it came out on Friday last week and we typically record on Thursdays I'm going to have to 100% Mm -hmm. have one from last week which WWE released a brand new episode of This Is Awesome on Peacock all about wrestling toys and Matt Cardone is on it listed as a TNA wrestler I don't know why Brian Myers is on it It does not say TNA. It just says his handle. The only people, by the way, who have things other than their social media handles are, it's Matt Cardona that says that TNA wrestler and Jimmy Hart, who had WWE Hall of Famer. I thought that was weird. But Art Ocal was also on it instead of being Kyle Edwards. That's what he was known as in WWE for a bit. It was his actual name. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, of course, smart mark was shown when uh, the major pod was shown. So I thought that was cool because, I mean, he's an AEW. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It's... And they also showed off major bendies, which is
1: pretty cool with Johnny and uh, Johnny Gargano and Brian. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, uh, something that I marked out over, um, I definitely marked out over CM Punk making his return to Madison Square Garden. Uh, at the live event that took place, facing Dominic Mysterio, getting the victory. First time wrestling since January 2014 in WWE. Yeah, and it's been over a decade since he even wrestled at MSG. Um, so it was really, really an incredible thing that I was marking out over. His and then gear has... apparently
0: didn't fit or something. Oh, so man. he literally I, I, I just wrestled... Like
1: he wrestled in black trunks and plain kick pads. You gotta at least try on your kick pads and stuff. I mean, I don't know what happened there at all.
0: I don't know how any of that happened. But I like you had. Did, yeah. did you not want to use like AEW gear or something? Like you just you <laughs> just wrestled back in August. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But, but I, I would yeah, say I that maybe, maybe it Duff was a, all of that.
0: I would say it was a tribute to Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels' first match back at. at at uh, the garden with survivor series 2002 very famously had unfinished uh unfinished gear so <laughs>
1: yeah but mark out so moment cm punk msg
0: other stuff i marked out over i watched the princess diaries the other day and i went on the extras on disney plus and they have like a blooper reel and one point in the blooper video it's Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare's Alliance theme play. That's weird. Which I don't know if I knew that, like the blooper thing in general, but I definitely don't remember and it popped me. Uh but that that's probably like some sort of stock music, which something else in mm-hmm. relation to stock music. Scotty Duhati wrestled AEW this week and they had You Look Fly Today as his theme song. Yeah. That was, so I think that that was that's definitely pretty cool. a nice uh Think. Also, uh, The Simpsons aired a new episode this week And as per usual, the episodes uh, the episode parodies something from four years ago But also stock music, they had the Hardys theme song <laughs> on it So I thought that was really funny
1: That's awesome
0: And then just one more markout moment They released uh, on, on Disney Plus earlier this month Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Christmas Cabin Fever And it just started making the rounds that Bray Wyatt played a prison guard in it. And I think from that clip, he crushed that role. I think it's just a small little clip. And I really, really think that it's too bad that he didn't do more voice acting. Because it really was very good. And Jeff Kinney, who was the author of the series, said that he came into the studio and absolutely nailed it and, and blew them all away when he did that. So yeah, very I very thought that cool. was that was really cool to hear also Seth Rollins paying tribute to Bray Wyatt and Brody at the garden show. I thought that was really cool as well, yeah, so those are the markout moments of the week, and that is episode six hundred seventy three our last show for twenty twenty three Thank you so much for listening this past year. Thank you for continuing to follow us. You could follow us collectively at marking out on Twitter. On Facebook at Markin Out, Marking Out11 on YouTube and Instagram, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Out. Use that code NY2024. New Year's 2024. Get 20% off. You could follow us on TikTok at Marking Out at bttg 161 on all platforms. Chris Sween Dog, CM Sweeney85 on Twitter and Instagram. David PTDPT on all platforms. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, MarkingOut.com. And we wish you the... the...
1: Happy New Year. Best, best, of, best luck of luck in your future endeavors in 2024. Have
0: a fantastic week.